couch potatoes and welcome back to another episode of green velvet couch we're your hosts maddie z and alex come sit with us kick your feet up stay a while let's chill <laughs> hello ladies hello hello how are we doing this week oh same uh i'm i feel like i'm pretty good my birthday's this weekend hey! Hey! it's your birthday it's your birthday. It's your birthday. She's turning 42. You would not believe it by Ooh. how good her skin looks. Sheesh. <laughs> Where will I be at 42? Uh, Rich, probably. Probably. Yep. With a fine-ass husband who can roller right. skate. Uh, that can roller skate. A bald man. I want to meet him now. I know. Alex has always said she sees me with a bald man and a beard. Yeah. I and I, I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with that. Like a, like, like a Shamar Moore type. I wouldn't be mad at it. I gotta keep up though. <laughs> Can't have these bitches thinking they can take my man. No, never, never. But it is your birthday, so yay! Well, it's not your birthday yeah. now, but it's your birthday week. Yeah, it's your birthday yeah. week. Yeah. Or whatever. How old are you turning? 24. 24. Like twenty three didn't seem that bad. It was like okay, you're not twenty two anymore. <laughs> now twenty four is like. I feel like I just leaped into some shit. Shit, wait till we into- turn 25. I know. Like, Tell every number it. after 24, I feel like <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah, I'm, I'm turning 25 this year. I'm, yeah. Drew's gross. turning 30 this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Yucky. Then I think about Drew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't look like he's about to turn 30. No, he's which no is baby good. face. Yeah. 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 Well, but how was your week? I have a little surprise for you guys. <gasps> Shut not the fuck a up. surprise. Not you been holding, not just uh-uh. We've been here an hour I already. I know, <laughs> She's surprised. So have you guys, have y'all gotten any weird mail this week? Mail? Like yeah, in the mail? like weird mail. I haven't checked it, no. I don't think so. Well, we haven't gotten. Oh, our mailbox is broken. Yeah, um, I don't know if we they need fix new it keys. Yeah, would well, it be in the office? No, I'm just. I just want to know if I'm the only one who got weird mail this week. Oh, oh okay. No. Did we get fan mail? Sorta. <gasps> what? Yeah. Girl, oh, what? what? No. What is no. that? Ah! <laughs> uh, did you get no. an email about a package? No. That can't fit in the fucking. No. What is it? What is that? So, I got home today, and there was this like bubble envelope sitting uh-huh. on the table i'm so excited they just made my whole day addressed what? to me uh-huh and i was like that's weird i didn't order anything and i wasn't expecting anything so i look at the sender address uh-huh. and it says anonymous potato <gasps> uh-uh. oh my gosh i'm gonna uh-uh. cry time sputter and it's got my little happy monday couch potatoes graphic yes. on instagram oh yes. what the heck i'm gonna cry <laughs> oh i just got all hot <laughs> how cute it's a potato it's a potato oh, oh you could never what? eat the 
this potato. But why? But. I mean, <gasps> <laughs> what the hell? Whose handwriting is this? So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Oh my no, god! Is who sent it? What was your reaction when you saw it? I well, okay. So I I've known about anonymous potato. Uh-huh. Like it's it's literally a company. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I've heard about you them. You pay like fifteen too. bucks oh. and you can send a potato with a message on it to someone. Oh, how yeah. cute! No, I've never I've heard, heard of that. <gasps> what the heck? I have no clue who sent it. Oh, <gasps> I asked Miss Potato. Not just thinking we don't have fans. <laughs> I know. They said shut the fuck up. I'm gonna send you a potato. I asked my mom if it was her. Uh huh. It was not. Okay. She, just about peed her pants laughing so hard, though. Oh, my goodness. I asked my sister. It was not her. I asked my friend Kylie. It was not her. I asked Kylie's partner, T. It was not them. I asked... Who else did I ask? I think that's it. Um, what, girl? I don't know who it could be because I don't know who has my address. That's what I'm thinking right oh, now. Oh, right. So, that's not um, included. Could it be any of my friends, then? Dear yeah, listener... Mine either. ...who sent... A potato. Thank you. Thank First you. First of all, thank you. What it was hilarious. I love it. This made my whole day. Yeah, thanks for holding that secret. Yeah. <laughs> for a while. Um, but please reveal yourself because I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, in the middle of a murder series. How, yeah, it, it, we got this in the middle of our murder mini series. And earlier this week, I, I was love. followed home from the gas station by a random man. So I'm a little freaked out, but it's got to be someone that I know. Yeah, it's got to be someone we know. I I was thinking maybe Debbie or... um, What about Sam? Debbie or Sam, but neither of them have my address. I know. know They they would have had to go through old coworkers or something. Yeah. But even then... (gasps) What if it was Haley? (gasps) I don't think it was the boys. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they they haven't even listened past their episode. <laughs> they didn't listen to their episode. Yeah, so I don't oh think it was goodness. the boys, and I don't... Long-time listener, though, who's been listening since the beginning. Yeah, so whoever was, thank you. We, thank we appreciate you. the potato. Yes. Please don't murder me. No. It could be somebody that has our locations. I don't have my location on, on anything. It it's probably one of your friends. That's just me being wishful over here, yeah. wishful thinking. How cute though! Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. we got our first fan mail. Yeah, that's potatoes. cute. Thank you. That's like the perfect. Yeah, that's the perfect upper. Oh my god! It's on the green velvet couch. It's just sitting. Sit. Yes. Sit. I'm gonna, <laughs> I took pictures of it, so I'll post them on the Instagram after this episode is oh, up. Cute. How did you keep that from us for so long? We were literally sitting there. I had Eating it sitting talking. over on my kitchen counter, like behind that. No, room. right, but like, how I did you not want to? Like, how did you not tell us? Oh, because you want. Well, okay, so it was actually Drew's idea to hide it from you guys. Oh, he thought okay. it would be really fun to reveal it to y'all on the on the podcast, which oh, is okay. true. Good job, I, Drew. Good job, Drew. Thanks, Drew. I, I wanted to take a video of myself opening it because I didn't know it was related to the podcast at uh-huh. all. I thought, like, someone just sent me a potato. Oh, okay. Um, so I was going to record myself it opening it. Yeah, but then I thought I looked ugly in the recording, or, like, in my camera, so <laughs> I didn't. In my camera. And then Drew was like, you should wait and tell Alex and Z about this. 
live on the podcast. I was like, that's a great idea. That is a great idea. Good job. Wow. Wow. Thanks, Couch Potato. Thanks. You're amazing. Let us know who you are so we can send you a potato. Or a wine glass. Yeah. A wine glass. Yes. Whoever sent us the potato, DM us and prove that it was you. Like, show us a receipt or something. And... We will send you a wine glass. Yes, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. That's so cute. Oh, I love it. So, surprise, guys. Wow. This was the best day ever. Surprised. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that just made the whole season for me. Yeah. (laughs) This is great. I would have waited until our season finale, but I'm afraid the potato's going to rot. No, 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 no. I know. Sad thing that they do that. No, it's fine. It's perfect. You told us today. Because it came today, right? Yeah. Then yeah, no. Or well, I assume we don't check our mailbox like super often. Yeah, but it feels fresh. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it like it had a little business card in there, and Mm -hmm. then it had um, like one of those little things to like wick moisture away or whatever, so it didn't rot. Cool. Oh wow! So cool. I thought it was hilarious. This is great. No, this is the best thing ever. (laughs) We just spent the whole first 10 minutes talking about how awesome this is. (laughs) Yeah, but no, it's great. It's great. Oh, yes. Warning. Well, then let's go ahead and dive in. Well, we've got to do podcasts. Oh, shit. You right. (laughs) Because I was going to say the same thing. All right, so for today's pod pours, Miss Alex Me. chose the wine. Yes. And she picked uh, 19 Crimes Cali Rosé. Snoop Dogg. And it's got Snoop, Snoop Dogg Dog on the label. Snoop. You guys can check that out in our stories on Thursdays. <laughs> I was like, weren't we singing Snoop Dogg? Were we singing that last Literally week? Literally last week. Is that yeah. why you chose it? Well, no. I walked into HEB and it was the first thing that I saw. So I was like, hey, why not? It was okay. like eleven. It was like eleven ninety something, like twelve bucks. So it was pretty reasonable price. And I was like, yeah, I don't feel like looking anymore. <laughs> Thank you for leading me straight to the wine that we need tonight. Yeah. All so right. That'll be good. So we're gonna try, try it Ting. live on air. Ooh, I like it. Ooh, it's not bad. It's like See? And it reminds me of the other one. You know how I said it wasn't bitter and it wasn't sweet? It's just smooth. Yeah. You tried the red one, right? You yeah, tried I've red. tried the red the one. It kind of tastes like juice, yeah. but like watered down juice? Yeah, it's a really yeah. pretty color. No sugar. Yeah, yeah no sugar. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, like, it's like It's like a white claw free. without the claw. <laughs> <laughs> the claw to the throat. I like it. I like it too. Yeah, that's good. It's a little. It's a little less sweet than stuff that we normally like. Yeah, but it's so smooth that yeah. it doesn't even matter. Wow, it, it kind of tastes like flavored water to me. A little um, bit with like, like flavored a... wine water. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Good job. You Alice. really have a way with words, my Thanks. sweet summer child. Thank you. So, out of five, what would we give this? Um, honestly, like a four. I'm feeling a four. I'm feeling a four as well. Nice. nice. Yeah, I'd buy that one. Yeah, same. And that was? Pod pours. Ooh, I said poor pods. Mm. I'm going to murder you. And that mm. was pod pours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, somebody get it. <laughs> somebody get it. Somebody Disclaimer, get it. Disclaimer, I am not going to murder anyone.
But I am going to talk about murder. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get it. All right. As usual, and Ryan, by as comfy. usual, I mean as the last three episodes. Two episodes. Trigger, two episodes. Um, trigger warning, murder, violence, sexual assault, <laughs> gore, do you need danger, terror, fear. Thank you. I was like, is there another pillow? <laughs> Sorry, Trigger warning. Wait, Alex is interrupting me. <laughs> Woo, Alexandra. Yeah. I said wait. I said wait. Squeeze me. All right. I quit the podcast. It's fine. Just kidding. Um, yeah. Trigger warning. This is a very, very fucked up story. Go for it. I'm ready um, to Of course, be I would be the one to pick the absolutely insane one. I actually changed my murder three times. But it's the finale. I feel like anything would have been fine. The murder finale. So, time for me to get into my murder. Murder. (laughs) I am going to be covering Dennis Nilsson, a.k.a. the Muswell Hill murderer and Uh the kindly killer. Okay. Hmm. Kindly, like... He's so kind. Was he like bathing them and shit after he killed them? <laughs> okay, 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 my bad. <laughs> the face <laughs> Matt is giving to you right now. This is, a, this is one that I've heard covered on a couple different podcasts that I listen to, so I'm not surprised that you know it. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, is that one? Oh, I don't know. I don't know it by name, so go ahead. It was just the second name. You may start. I got my information from Murderpedia and Wikipedia. So, Dennis Nilsson was a Scottish serial killer and necrophile who killed at least 15 men and boys between the years of 1978 and 1983. Question? Answer. What exactly is a... Necrophile? Yeah. Someone who is sexually attracted to dead bodies. Oh, okay. Mm. Thank you. That's for the listeners, not for me. Oh, I thought it was... You did? No. Oh. (laughs) I was like, oh, he's attracted to necks. (laughs) <laughs> he said, "Oh, I like that neck. Let me no, ring it." He did it. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I'm gonna take a sip of my wine. Also, I think this my wine bad. is like twelve percent or something. Yeah, I feel it already. Yeah, and I took two sips. Oh damn. Okay, I need to catch up. All right. Oh. So Nilsson was born in Fraserburg, Scotland, in 1945 to an alcoholic father. Mm. And his parents ended up divorcing when he was four. Okay. He became pretty close with his maternal grandfather and later claimed that his grandfather's death was the first traumatic memory from his life. After his grandfather's death, Nilsson's mother allegedly forced him to view his grandfather's body in the casket, telling him that his grandfather was just sleeping and had gone to a better place. Okay. Like at the funeral? Yeah. Okay. So you know how, like, whenever they have the open, open casket? casket? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, how are you going to make the baby look? Yeah. So following the death of his grandfather, he became really quiet and withdrawn from his family, um, except for his younger sister, Sylvia. Uh, okay. In 1954 or 1955, it, I read both years... Um, on a solo trip to the beach, he almost drowned because he was dragged out to sea when he got caught in a current. Oh. And he recalled feeling a sense of tranquility and thinking that his grandfather was going to come rescue him. Oh. He was, he ended up being saved by another beachgoer. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so when Dennis Nelson began puberty, he realized that he was gay, which confused and shamed him, and he hid his sexuality from his family and friends. Um, he realized that many of the boys he was attracted to had similar features to that of his younger sister, Sylvia. So okay. believing that his attraction towards them was a manifestation of how he felt about his sister, he sexually assaulted his little sister at no. least once. Wow, I knew that was coming. He also, on one occasion, sexually assaulted his older brother, Olav, while he slept, causing his older brother to suspect that he was gay and begin to belittle and bully him in public and you know, like, call him names mm-hmm. and, you know, tell people that he was gay and just be mean to him. So Dennis Nelson had an above average scholastic record, excelling in both history and art, but he was not about sports. Mm -hmm. Same, same. After he finished school in 1961, he joined the army where he intended to train as a chef. He enlisted for nine years of service with the army catering corps and described this time as the happiest time of his life. Okay. During this time, he began to drink a lot, um, and he and his colleagues would drink themselves into a stupor. Uh, He once woke on the floor of a German youth's flat. Apparently nothing sexual had occurred, but it's kind of what jump-started his sexual fantasies involving a, quote, completely passive, young, slender male. These Mm -hmm. fantasies later evolved into his partner being completely unconscious. He would pretend to be extremely inebriated in the hope that one of his colleagues would take advantage of him. Oh. Like, he would, he would get really... Well, he would pretend like he had gotten really drunk and pretend to pass out and hope that someone would, like, make sexual use of his supposedly unconscious body. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Desperate. Um... At one point during his deployment, he was kidnapped and beaten by a taxi driver and thrown in the trunk of the car. What the fuck? Yeah. When the driver later tried to remove him from the trunk, he grabbed a jack handle and beat the driver unconscious and locked the driver in the trunk. trunk. So he said, karma. (laughs) Yeah. He said, I could do that too. Um, and during his deployment, his sexual fantasies developed into fantasies of having sex with a deceased partner. Um, he obviously couldn't fulfill these fantasies, um, but he did discover, so he ended up getting a bunk, like a bunk room by himself, which made it a lot easier for him to like masturbate and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was scared of being, you know, seen as gay. So he wouldn't shower with the other men because he was afraid he was going to get an erection. Um, but he ended up getting his own room and he discovered that by using a mirror like a freestanding mirror he could place it in a way where he could watch himself masturbate and imagine that he was having sex with another man um he got creative yeah uh the fantasies gradually grew to incorporate his own near-death experience with the taxi driver and the dead bodies he had seen during his deployment so he would like fantasize about that um, so obviously he is seriously fucked up. Very. Yeah. <clears throat> so after his deployment, he moved to London. He moved to an apartment complex called Melrose Avenue. Um, he killed his first victim, 14-year-old Stephen Holmes, on December 30th, 1978, uh, while living at 195 Melrose Avenue. 
Nelson met Holmes in the Cricklewood Arms pub and lured him back to his home, promising that they would drink alcohol and listen to music together. Um, and supposedly, Nelson believed that Holmes was 17, but he was actually 14. Yeah, 14 at a pub? Yeah. What the? Yeah. Fuck. Um, oh, Scottish. No, London. London. London, yeah. Back oh. in the 70s. <laughs> A lot of his victims were unhoused people or male sex workers or, like, vagabonds. So... Mm-hmm. Easy targets. Yeah. Easy victims. targets, yeah. yeah. Um, so, back, he lured Stephen Holmes back to his home, saying that they would drink and listen to music together. Um, back at his house, they both drank heavily and apparently fell asleep. When Nelson woke to find Holmes asleep, he decided that the boy was going to, quote, stay with him over the new year whether he wanted to or not. Whoa. Using a necktie, he straddled Holmes and strangled him into unconsciousness before drowning him in a bucket of water. No. He then masturbated twice over the body before stowing the corpse beneath his floorboards where it remained for eight months before Nelson burned it in a bonfire in his backyard. Yuck, doesn't it stink? I knew it. I know it smelled bad. Um, yeah, yeah, that probably turned him on the stench. Oh, okay, sorry, I didn't even think about that. Oh my god, uh, so on October 11th, 1979, Nilsson attempted to murder a student from Hong Kong named Andrew Ho, who he had met in a pub and lured home with the promise of sex. Mm-hmm. He tried to strangle him. But Andrew managed to escape and report the incident to the police. Nelson was questioned, but Andrew ultimately decided not to press charges. Um, so two months after the attempted murder of Andrew Ho, Nelson met 23-year-old Canadian student Kenneth Ockenden, I think is how you say his last name, mm-hmm. uh, in a pub. Learning that Ockenden was a tourist, Dennis offered to show him around several London landmarks. He claims that he does not remember the exact moment he strangled Ockenden, but recalled that he strangled the youth with the cord of his headphones as Ockenden listened to music. He also oh, recalled ooh. dragging him across the floor with the wire wrapped around his neck as he strangled him, before pouring himself half a glass of rum and continuing to listen to the music that Ockenden was listening to Yo, on the headphones. But headphones are headphone wires are so thin, though. It didn't break. He must have been a little man. Well, this is back in the 70s, so oh, maybe it was like big. the bigger headphones. With oh, yeah, cord. you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, Ouch. So the next day, he bought a Polaroid camera and photographed the body in suggestive positions and then laid the corpse on the bed for several hours while he watched TV. He wrapped the body in plastic and then put it underneath the floor. On approximately four occasions, he took the body out of the floor and set it in the chair alongside him as he watched TV and drank. Lovely motherfucker. Um, He killed his third victim, 16-year-old Martin Duffy, on May 17, 1980. Duffy had hitchhiked to London without his parents' knowledge and was sleeping in a train station when Nilsson offered him a hot meal and a place to sleep. After the boy had fallen asleep in Nelson's bed, he sat on his chest and strangled him with, quote, a great force until he became unconscious. Then he drowned him in the sink before bathing with the body. Yucky! Oh my gosh. Duffy's corpse was placed on the bed and repeatedly kissed and caressed while Nelson <laughs> sat on top of it and masturbated. For two days, the corpse was kept in a cupboard until it started to bloat, at which point it was put under the floor. He just oh likes sticking bodies gosh. under his floor. 
Yeah. And How uh, deep is this for? He liked being affectionate too. He seems very affectionate towards the bodies. Yeah. Except for the sitting part and, and the strangling. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, so inevitably, the accumulated bodies beneath the floorboards began to attract bugs. Of course. And began to smell, especially yeah. in yeah. the summer. Oh, oh no shit. Um, and when bringing the bodies out to, like, look at them and, you know, yuck, that, he noticed that they were, like, covered in maggots. They had maggots coming Blech. out of the eyes Blech. and the nose. Of and, course. Mm, yeah. Um, so he placed deodorants and insecticide in the oh, floor of, in hopes of hiding the odor, but it wouldn't go away. Of of course it's a dead body. Oh my gosh, dumbass. Yeah. Dumb fuck. <laughs> what I'm trying to figure Can't out even is murder, how right? his neighbors... <laughs> <laughs> right? How did his neighbors not notice? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or maybe they just minded their own business. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't know. I'm speechless right now. So in, he's not done. <laughs> no, he's oh not. Oh my gosh. In late 1980, Nilsson removed and dissected the bodies of each victim and burned them in a large bonfire. And to hide the smell of it's the burning stink. bodies, he put an old, ca- uh, an old car tire in the fire. So it would smell like it's burning like rubber, rubber instead of burning bodies. It just smelled like nasty and burning rubber. So... Children from the surrounding neighborhood all gathered to watch the fire and to, like, play around the bonfire. It was, like, a big neighborhood event. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> that kind of makes sense, though. Like, kids gathering around to it. Yeah. yeah. So innocent. They just don't know. They need to go home before they snatched. On January 4th, 1981, Nelson killed another unidentified man by luring him home with the promise of a drinking contest. He was strangled like the others and hidden beneath the floorboards. He told his employers that he was sick and couldn't work in order to stay home and dissect the corpse, Uh, as well as another identified victim he he had killed a month before. mm. By April, he had killed two more unidentified victims, hiding their bodies in the floor and discarding of their organs in the trash. Like, in his own trash and also in, like, the community, like, dumpster. Dumpster, yeah. Okay. The final victim murdered at Melrose Avenue was 23-year-old Malcolm Barlow, who Nilsson discovered slumped against the wall of his building on September 17th, 1981. I'm sorry, how old was he? 23. Oh, okay. Barlow's (laughs) epilepsy medication had caused his legs to weaken, so -hmm. that's why he was against the building. Nelson assisted him inside and called an ambulance. Quote unquote. When Barlow got no, he like he legitimately like helped this guy called oh, okay. an ambulance and like he was taken to the hospital. Oh, okay. When Barlow got out of the hospital, he returned to Nelson's house to thank him, where he was invited to stay for dinner. <sighs> Not you saved his life and then fucked his life. Yeah. Ended his life. Oh my god. So Nelson got Barlow drunk on rum and he fell asleep on the couch where Nelson strangled him and hid Sat his body him. under the kitchen sink. <laughs> under the kitchen sink? Like in, yeah. the, in the... In the... In like the cupboard. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> How are you going to fit a whole grown man in there? What's yeah. up with people just falling asleep at this man's house? That's what I said. Like, why can't you go home? So it's about like, that time. I think he Go would get home. them really drunk and they would pass out, or like maybe he was drugging them or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, 
Like, but yeah, like they all fall asleep at his and house. And it was like the 80s, so I feel like people were more trustworthy then, maybe? Where are the missing people reports? Like, the, well, well, they were because, all, it, because of... Oh, they were unknown because runaway and... Yeah. Runaway, unhoused, sex yeah. workers. Fuck. Um, yeah. So, mid-1981, Nelson's landlord decides that he wants to renovate the building and tells Nelson that he needs to leave. At first, he was like, no, I don't want to leave. I live here. I got bodies in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then the landlord paid Nelson a thousand pounds to vacate, and he was like, all right, sayonara. The day before he moved out, he dissected and burned the bodies of the last five victims he had killed at this address, uh, once again hiding the smell of burning bodies by using an old car tire. Damn. He then moved to a flat called Cranley Gardens where he was unable to store bodies under his floor due to being in an attic apartment. Good. Oh, so he was at the lower level. (coughs) Yeah, so he was probably like first level. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, and now it is March 1982. Nelson attempts to strangle 23-year-old John Howlett after bringing him back to his flat with the promise of alcohol. Howlett fell asleep in Nelson's front room, mm-hmm. and Nelson unsuccessfully tried to wake him up before deciding to kill him. Um, apparently, Howlett woke up while Nelson was att- attempting to strangle him and fought back, in turn attempting to strangle Nelson, but he was uh, eventually overpowered and drowned by Dennis Nelson. Mm-hmm. I bet he liked that, too. He a little close drowning them. Yeah, he he you can't so even finish the job. He would strangle them until they were unconscious and then he would drown them. So in May of 1982, Nelson met Carl Stodder, a 21-year-old gay man at a pub in Camden. After plying him with alcohol, Nelson invited Stodder to his flat, assuring him that he had no intention of sexual activity. At the flat, Stodder drank more before falling asleep no. on an open sleeping bag. He later woke to find Nelson attempting to strangle him while loudly whispering for him to stay still. Stoder stated that he how, initially thought... I'm sorry, how do you loudly whisper? Stay still! <laughs> <laughs> stay still. <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> and it probably sounded like that because he was out of breath. Yeah. Like him and strangling him. Oh okay. my gosh. So oh, they say I'm gonna take a nap. I'm gonna take a nap right here. <laughs> Good night. Forever. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. <laughs> Fuck. Stoddard stated that he initially thought Nelson was trying to free him from the sleeping bag, but realized that he was submerged in water that Nelson was trying to drown him in. Okay. Believing he had killed Stoddard, Nelson set him up in the armchair before realizing that he was still alive. Like just barely alive. <laughs> He ended up, like, massaging uh, Stoddard's heart to get more blood pumping and helping him regain consciousness. Mm -hmm. And then he made up this whole extravagant story about how Nelson, or, um, how Stoddard had been asleep and gotten caught in the sleeping bag and almost strangled himself on Mm -hmm. the zip. Mm -hmm. And that Nelson had put him in cold water because he was in shock. Interesting. Huh. Nelson then led Stoddard to a nearby train station and bade him farewell. So he survived. Yeah. And homeboy didn't report him or nothing. So he ends up reporting him later, like whenever the trial is going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an eyewitness. Oh, okay. 
What the fuck? Three months after this, Nilsson meets 27-year-old Graham Allen, who accepted his offer to have dinner with him. Three months after this incident with Stodder, Nilsson meets 27-year-old Graham Allen, who accepted his offer to have dinner with him. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's going to take him out on a date before murdering his cute. Nilsson strangled (laughs) Allen and retained his body in the bathtub for three days before dissecting him on the kitchen floor. I'm sorry. What does he dissect them? What like yeah. kitchen knives? Where did this come from? Homeboy, go out and get actual uh, Butcher. knives and like handsaws. Scalp, scalp. What are they called? Scalpels. 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 I I think it was knives and handsaws. Gross. Okay. And he would keep some of their organs, and he would like bathe in their blood. Yucky. Yeah. He got ballsy. He said, I'm going to take this to I mean, he's level. been getting away with it for years at that point. Yeah. But so. this is like a new excitement for him. He's like, this is new territory. Okay, yeah. So, on January 26, 1983, Nelson killed his final victim, 20-year-old Stephen Sinclair. Nelson lured him back to his flat where Sinclair fell into a drug and alcohol-induced sleep. Nelson strangled him with a necktie and a rope and then bathed the body, laid it out on the bed, and applied talcum powder to the corpse. He arranged three mirrors around the bed and watched himself lying next to the corpse. He ended up falling asleep, um, but when he woke up, as had been the case with Howlett and Stodder, he dissected the body and stored it in bags around the apartment, like in the closet, in the mm-hmm. cupboard, in the fridge, under the kitchen sink. Because he couldn't get it under the floor. Yeah, he couldn't yeah. put it under the floor. Um, he attempted to dispose of flesh, small bones, and internal organs by flushing them down the toilet, which Idiot. he had done with several of the victims killed at Melrose Avenue, which mm-hmm. was his previous apartment. Mm-hmm. He also boiled the hands, heads, and feet of the victims to try to remove their flesh so he could easily like flush it down the toilet and get rid of it yuck um and on february 4th 1983 he wrote a letter of complaint to the estate agents of cranley gardens complaining that the drains were blocked and that the living situation for him and the other tenants had become intolerable he probably said to who may may concern uh Uh, these body parts i try to flush ain't going down go fix it i need to go so, Dennis Nilsson's crimes were discovered by Michael Catrian, an employee of a plumbing company called Dino Rod, after he responded to complaints made by Nilsson and other tenants of Cranley Gardens. Mm-hmm. Opening a drain cover at the side of the house, Catrian discovered the drain was packed with a flesh-like substance and numerous small bones of unknown origin. Catrian mm-hmm. reported his suspicions to his supervisor, Gary Wheeler, who was like... We're going to look at this in the morning because when Catherine had gotten there, it was already dusk. And so there wasn't a lot of light for them to investigate. Okay. So he was like, we're going to look at it in the morning. Yeah. Um, upon leaving, Nilsson inquired about the status of the repairs. Of course. And when Catran explained his findings and talked about how similar the blockage was to human flesh, Nilsson replied, it looks to me like someone has been flushing down their Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, so he tried to say, oh, don't worry about it. Someone's just flushing their chicken down the toilet. Mm-hmm. You know, normal ways to dispose of chicken. Right, not in the trash can. Or in their tummies. 
So the next morning, when Catran and Wheeler returned to everything inspect, was gone. Yep, the drain had been cleared, mm-hmm. which made them a little sus. As they should. were like, "Oh, I told this person about this flesh, fleshy shit in the drains, and when I come back, it's all gone." Um, Ew! Imagine having a him going in there and cleaning all that shit out. He's, He's okay, okay with it. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he probably jerked off to it. Too. Yeah, he was hard the whole time. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, so, they ended up looking, like, in the drain some more, and they found more bones and flesh stuck higher up in the drain. Okay. And they realized that it was the drain from Nilsson's apartment. And so they right. called the police. The police introduced themselves to Nelson. Knock, knock, knock. Hello, we're the police. And they're like, we're here to talk about the blockage in the drain. Nelson was like, don't know why the police are interested in that, but come on in. Um, He allowed them into his flat where they noted that it smelled like rotting flesh. Of course. Um, I wonder what that smells like. And he's I mean, used for them to, to it know, at that for, point. But no, for the police to know automatically mm-hmm. that that's what that is, it must be a certain smell. I mean, like, yeah, it is. I mean, I, I've you smelled, smell like, dead it? animals. Okay. Like, Drew's family has a ranch, and we went there, and, like, something had died under the floor, and we couldn't find it. And, mm-hmm. like, it's a very distinct smell. Like, you know that yeah. it's the smell of something dead. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's the same for humans, but mm-hmm. I would assume. Yeah, no, for sure. And they're trained for shit like that. Yeah. Probably they're like the homicide detectives and stuff. Smell so. this. Yeah. Memorize <laughs> this. <laughs> what does that smell like? A, B, or C? Uh, yeah, so the cops ended up telling Nilsson that the blockage was human flesh. And mm-hmm. he pretended to be shocked. He was like, what? oh my goodness, that's terrible. No way. <laughs> yeah, to which the officers were like, nah. They replied, don't mess about, where is the rest of the body? And oh Nelson calmly told them where they could find the bags of body parts around the apartment. Shut the fuck up. He Just said, like it's a long story. It goes back a long time. I'll tell uh-huh. you everything. I want to get it off my chest. Not here at the police station. Okay. At least he was compliant. He's like, all yeah. right, all right, all right. So obviously he was arrested, <laughs> taken in. Um, during questioning... He was adamant that he was uncertain as to why he had killed, simply saying, I'm hoping you will tell me that, And uh, whenever they asked his motive for the murders. Mm-hmm. He was adamant that the decision to kill was not made until moments before he did it. So he was like, it was never premeditated. It was like a spur-of-the-moment thing. What the fuck um, And he originally said that he killed 15 people, but then later took it back and said he killed 12. Mm-hmm. And because there were so many, like, unidentified victims, right. it was hard for them to, you know, get, like, an actual count because they're like, we don't know if he could have actually gotten rid of more. Yeah. Um, right. And he burned a lot of them. So yeah, yeah, he burned a lot of them. And because because a lot of them weren't ever reported missing mm-hmm. because of, you know, their situation, their situation they had no real way of knowing how many he actually killed. Wow. Um, so he was brought to trial on October 24th, 1983 on six counts of murder. So he was brought to trial on October 24th, 1983 on six counts of murder. 
he pled not guilty on all of the charges. Sir. Excuse me, you already confessed. Sir. Yeah. Um, Sir. And his defense tried to say, like, oh, he's not mentally stable. Mm, oh, he, he didn't plan it. It's not premeditated. You can't do first degree. It's got to be second degree, blah, blah, blah. They tried everything. Mm-hmm. But he was ultimately found guilty Good. and sentenced to life in prison. Good. Where he died on May 12th. 2018. Oh, three years ago. Um, He died of a pulmonary embolism and a resulting hemorrhage from that. So, yikes. I don't feel bad for him. Me either. I wanted him to get fucked up. I wanted somebody in there. Well, actually, I didn't write this in my notes, but I remember reading it. He did get cut in the face and chest and I think neck. By another prisoner, and he had to get like seventy-eight stitches. Yikes! Seventy-eight. Yeah, he had, yeah, they fucked him up. Yeah, um, kind of wonks. Yeah, it was <clears throat> it was crazy. Um, and that is Dennis Nelson, aka the Muswell Hill murderer and the Kindly Killer. Wow! wow. Good job, Manny. Yeah, Round good job. Applause. Thank you. That one was a heavy hitter, but it was less heavy than my original idea. No, this one it was good, good though. Yeah. Um, well, glad he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the fact that there's still like disgusting people out in the world like that. Just yeah. Today is. Yeah. Even wild. with the new systems, they're still somehow getting getting away with it. And yeah. even like the missing people's reports, you don't realize how important those are until situations like this. Yeah. It's like it's fucked up. You need somebody to account for you. It was something in the seventies though. But something in the seventies. So many serial killers. I like, feel like they're lead still paint or out some to shit. Not today, but maybe they're not as publicized as back then maybe because they know we'll freak out or bring attention to it you know or they're just smarter about it today getting away with it i don't know yeah that's wild though but yeah well 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 i was originally gonna do the um the sacramento vampire Mm, oh my god now i know that one i think i know that one oh yeah i was gonna do that but it was kind of similar but no no yeah that so i was gonna do that one because that one has stuck with me for years face he looks like a sticks with me yeah yeah i remember looking him up at our old place of employment and we were in the gym with the kids, and I was like, oh, that's that motherfucker. <laughs> I probably heard it, too, then. Yeah. It was back then. So but, I was yeah. I was going to do him, but I was like, this is just, it's too gory, and you it's too crazy. It. It's fine. But it's honestly a good one, too. Yeah, it's one of the stories that hooked me on really? true crime, yeah. It's one that, like... It's one like, of the first stories I remember. It's one that's haunted me. Like, I, I can listen to a lot of true crime and not really get freaked out. No, mm-hmm. that one... I listened to you at night. I was home alone. It was back oh, no. when back when Drew worked at Freebirds and working wor- all night. Work until like two AM. Oh no. Yeah. So I was home by myself and it was terrifying. Mm-mm. Maybe if we if we keep doing 
like if we come back to this little mini series, maybe I'll do it if uh, the couch potatoes are interested. I'm sure they would be. You know, people love their murder. Their yeah, murder as, podcasts. As they try not to talk about it, but we know. We know. We know y'all like this because shit. we also like we it. Do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my that was my murder. Wow, and Good that job. ends our murder series, no, girls. No quote. Yes. Finale, finale, finale. Yeah, yes. you don't have a quote for, for No, was I supposed to have a quote? No, oh, you didn't no, have no. to. Okay, it was no. yeah, no. I did not have a quote. It's, it's okay. fine. Yeah. Well wow, we did it. High we five. Did it. <laughs> I was like <laughs> That was a terrible high five. The worst. I think the last one was better. Yeah. It's so, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 14, guys. Yeah. We're almost... 14. Almost to the end of season one. Actually, yeah, I don't know if we've uh, officially announced it, but episode 15 is going to be the end of season one. Yes. And, yeah. It's going to be it's very been exciting. Great. Yeah. yeah. We've almost been doing it half a year, because we did start... Well, we started planning everything in January. Oh. And yeah. technically, June... We'll be ending the end of May, so yeah, yeah almost half a year. Yeah, I'm next week it. we record our last episode. Yeah, Tears. <sighs> it's been real. Yeah, peace out. <laughs> Just kidding. We'll be back for season two. Catch y'all on the couch. Let's go ahead and plug our socials. I love the feathers. Yeah. All right. Uh, we can go ahead and plug our socials as yes. usual. Um, you guys can follow us on Instagram at Green Velvet Couch Pod. Follow us on Twitter at Green Velvet Pod. And go like our page on Facebook at Green Velvet Couch Pod. Or you can email us at Green Velvet Couch Pod at gmail.com. Dot gov? No. Dot net. Dot edu. Dot com. All right, Couch Potatoes, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Green, Green Velvet, Velvet Couch. Couch. Bye. Thanks again for the potato. Yeah, thanks for the potato. I like how we just switched on that. Bye. Bye.